Welcome to Feeling Asian, a podcast where two Asians talk about their feelings. I'm Young Me Mayor. And I'm Brian Park. And I'm really excited, Brian. I want to introduce our guest today because, you know, I've talked about this before. I grew up on this island called Saipan, but I'm, you know, ethnically Korean and white. But on Saipan, the people that live there, they are called Chamorros. Just in case, you know, I'm guessing no one knows because I've literally talked about this a million times in my life and no one has ever known. Um, and today, as a guest, we have the world's only female Chamorro stand-up comedian, and she's fucking hilarious. I'm just starstruck. I mean, when we asked her how she'd like to be introduced, worlds, anything worlds only is so impressive, and I'm, it's awesome. I'm the, I'm not the world's only anything. Uh, me neither. I'm, my <laughs> name is, I'm uh, whatever. I'm a piece of garbage, but we have the world's only female Chamorro comedian on this podcast. On the podcast today, everyone clap now for Mona Jones. Yay, thank you guys guys I'm yeah clapping for thanks for <laughs> <laughs> we're clapping inside of our hearts um mona how does it feel being the world's only female tomorrow comedian oh it feels great it feels i killed everyone else <laughs> i ruined yeah I, I eliminated my competition um i so i'm the oh. only one i'm the only one oh. it's not that it's not that there weren't any it was that you killed the all of them the you know right. i had so to take it take them down to make sure that they didn't appear at the same comedy clubs as me so we right. i made it happen you know what i set my mind oh, yeah. on it and i made it happen <laughs> but yeah yeah so wasn't expecting you to have blood on your hands but it's a dirty you know, whatever business. it takes i guess <laughs> it's dirty. first murderer guest on the <laughs> right. podcast thank you thank you <laughs> it's an honor and a privilege <laughs> well thank you again for doing it but before we get to you uh young me how are you feeling Oh, God. Uh, I feel like this Mona is so funny and this episode is going to be so funny. But, you know, unfortunately, like fans of the podcast know, usually I'm feeling terrible and very sad. <laughs> and <laughs> it's, it's what our fans have come to know and it. love about young me. <laughs> I can't fake it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just promising you that in the in a little bit this episode is going to become very funny and great but um i'm I'm scared you know how how bad is it going to be right now young it's not as bad as you know because i've i've gotten real sad on this show but it's not (laughs) as bad it's but it's very weird um again oh i guess i should uh, this is i'm always like i always feel like i'm always tmiing on this but then i'm like this is the whole point of the podcast so i hooked up with another person you know because like i was I'm single, Mona. I don't know if you know this. And I hooked up with like one person that I discussed on the podcast during quarantine. But this person, I hooked up with somebody um, that I had already hooked up with before quarantine, but way before quarantine even started. And I was like talking to this person because I was like, you know, it's quarantine. I'm feeling lonely and sad. And I was like, I need like some sort of distraction. I need like to feel like something so i'm, I'm not like you need, focusing. you need dick, you need dick. <laughs> yeah <laughs> go back to the dick files <laughs> i know but i was like mentally i was like i'm I just calling it for what pleasant. it is you needed some dick penis yes <laughs> <laughs> so i was like but like mentally i want something light to think about so i don't have to think about right, you know right, my right. life falling apart so i was like well maybe yeah. i'll like 
talk to this person because I remember I really liked this person and like I sensed that they weren't really into me so I just stopped talking to them this is like you know months before quarantine again okay, and I just okay. felt like well whatever they're not really into me on to the next whatever but I was like I started talking to them and they were like around you know and I was like well you know I, I used to really like this person maybe let's see what happens so then we met up I don't okay this is where it's gonna get really corny but like there's like this made for tv sci-fi movie in the 90s <laughs> <laughs> it was like based on a Stephen King novel and like the okay. whole story was that people were on an airplane and they flew through some sort of time rift and then they landed in a parallel universe that was like four minutes off oh, like the Langoliers so Yes, that's what it's called. <laughs> How does Mona? Oh yeah, I'm good. They on only this. showed this. They only showed this movie on Saipan, so only yeah. people from Saipan. Oh, yeah, know. were you watching it? <laughs> yeah, nothing else. And so then, and so, but then, do you remember Mona? Do you remember the part where they land at the airport uh-huh. and the people are like walking and they're like, "Why do our footsteps sound so dull?" Yeah, and then they start eating a sandwich, and, so- and then the sandwich, they're like, "Oh, it's like off. It's not. It hasn't gone bad, but it's like dull. No. It doesn't taste real." That or was something. so scary. And it's because they're in this parallel universe that's like four minutes yeah. off. Wait, and it's but not be- real. why would being four minutes off make your sandwich go bad? Because it's like not the re- it's not our reality. It's like this parallel universe where it's already it's like the pa- four minutes passed yeah so it's already it's already passed yeah uh, right. time I'm just, has I'm just everyone has moved petty. on yeah, yeah. so i mean there's a there's huge loopholes in the story by the way it was like very <laughs> hard to follow this it's not based on a true story plot based it's not based on a true story but um that's literally what it felt like because it was bizarre. It was like, you know, like when you have like straight people have sex, it's like very like, you know, like oral sex, oral mm-hmm. sex, intercourse, you know, and then I fall asleep like that. It's already kind of boring anyway. But like, <laughs> so that was, ha- so that was happening, but it was like bizarre. It was like every single step was exactly how it happened months ago. Oh, okay. But then uh, everything. Okay. So I was like, oh, and then it just felt very like we had done this exact same thing yeah but all the flavor was out i was like yeah this yeah. feels it felt robotic like, it sounds it, like yeah it was like the four minutes off reality <laughs> parallel universe <laughs> mm-hmm. and it made me so depressed oh. it made me feel so much oh, worse no. yeah like i shouldn't have done and, and then i was just like i don't feel any but then this is the thing i was like kind of feeling like i don't feel anything i'm not really into this i cried again mm. which oh, now fuck. just mm-hmm. happened now it just happens every time I have sex for some reason. But uh, let's just gloss over that for some reason. <laughs> for some reason, uh, never mind. I don't want to talk about it. But <laughs> but then I but then I was kind of wondering like, was I like over it? Am I too stressed out to focus on having sex, or or was I like disassociating because I was like trying to protect myself? What I find interesting is that you think it's all you. Every reason is the cause is you, whereas maybe. Maybe this guy, you're just not into him. Yeah, maybe it's boring. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's know, not nothing to do with sad. you. Maybe, maybe you're just not into him, and that's okay. That's. Okay. I mean, I'm I'm biased because this guy f- seems like he fucking sucks. Yeah, and I've already seen him. Wait, why before. do you think? Why do you think that he sucks? I haven't said anything. Oh, because well, I know the person. I know the, the personal. Podcast. Infor- I know right. the personal information. Okay, okay. 
yeah, yes, this but guy. The, but the listeners do not know. Mona doesn't know. Well, I still Mona think he sucks. But, but regardless, regardless <laughs> if he sucks or not, maybe, maybe, maybe you're just not into yeah, it. Yeah, maybe his. That's it. Maybe his dick has expired. You know what I mean? There's a shelf life for dick, and then you oh go back God. to that memory, some dick memory. <laughs> You're like, oh the yeah, dick has expired. The dick expired. The dick has a, dick yeah, expired. It's it's been out. It's been out for four minutes, and in that interim, it fucking expired. <laughs> it expired. Something See, happened. it was flat when you try. <laughs> it would taste it off. The dick, the dick was flat. It was flat. Taste it <laughs> off. Taste it <laughs> off. Weird. Something wow. before. Well, well, before I, that's. So this I is not on story, you. Before I say that, yeah, this is the thing though. Okay, I, I'm 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 hearing you both say that it's not my fault or whatever, and I I, I understand that. But this is a thing about relationships and emotions that really scares me. You know, I remember really liking this person and all of those feelings are like not there anymore. This is like what's so like slippery and scary to me about romance. How do people have relationships and trust their feelings as authentic when they come and go? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, that's a concern that I also share. I think especially in this instance, it mm-hmm. feels very slippery and unpredictable because you haven't seen each other in months so you're mm-hmm. the only thing you have to go off of is the idea of this person or the yeah. uh, the memory of this person whereas i think with most like when you're dating someone you're yeah. kind of you're kind of in constant not constant contact but you're in somewhat frequent contact where it's easier to identify like shifts in feelings or like shifts in chemistry between the two of you Right. But since you're going off of months and in between there was a quarantine, the disjunction is going to be really big because, you're like right. you said, you had this good memory of him. Yeah. But the entire world has crumbled in the interim. So naturally, I would think that some things could change. Yeah. Maybe not, this, but some things could change. That's a really change. good point. This dick is not going to rise like a phoenix out of the ashes and <laughs> rescue you. I just feel like that about men in general. So enjoy what you can, cherry pick what you need, and then get us through this. Damn, Mona just Mona's cutting advice. through the bullshit and telling it how it is. Let me just tell you. Dick always disappoints. Dick always disappoints. <laughs> Often Mona disappoints. Jones. Yes, in my shirt. A biography. <laughs> My autobiography. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, Dick always disappoints. Brian, how are you feeling? <laughs> yeah, it, it always does disappoint. Um, myself included. I'm constantly disappointing. And I'm okay with that. Um, We've talked about this on the podcast. <laughs> right, right, right. If you are... If someone was to have sex with the Langoliers four minutes later version of me there would just be no sex because i would have already came by then <laughs> so <laughs> if, if you fuck the that version of me it's just not gonna happen because i'm already gonna be passed out like in a post come whatever yeah version night. Of me. <laughs> um anyways how am i feeling uh kind of this is gonna see i feel like an asshole saying this young me but i kind of feel good why I'm, do you I've, feel like an asshole I don't know, okay. because you, I, I feel bad that you're going through a harder, shitty feeling. I'm always feeling. going through something. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, for me, it's been lately. So my corona test came back negative, mm-hmm. And since then, I have, you know, safely been seeing more of my friends. And I saw you at your restaurant. Oh, yeah. yeah, I've been slowly 
dating more and it just feels nice because I feel that like my tank has been empty in that sense of having like in-person connection with people yeah. and it's been so absent and now I'm slowly getting a taste for it and it's it just feels really good and on top of that I think I started kind of a new job I don't know it's in this like limbo what? right so Congrats. I, <laughs> I don't know it's nothing official yet but i've slowly keeping myself busy with things that make me feel fulfilled and mm. uh ultimately that's like such a privilege and something to be grateful for because especially in these times and yeah i don't know i feel like i'm in a good place right now <laughs> i know la- last week i was battling some food poisoning but oh overall, my god right <laughs> you but had the worst diarrhea I had the worst diarrhea. You were looking now, so rough. Yeah. You know, embarking on new changes in my life. And they all, it all seems really positive. And uh, I'm going to take this moment to tell myself that it's okay to feel good. And it feels good. Wait, Brian, what do you mean you started? Like, what I imagined when you said you sort of st- had a new job. I just, like, imagined you, like, found, like, a McDonald's costume and just sort of, like, joined the people. <laughs> like, just stood behind. <laughs> Just like stood behind the counter and like no one noticed that you don't actually work. Like, what do you mean you sort of started a new job? It's not confirmed, I guess, right now. It's just on a trial period. And oh, then, I see, I see. So don't fuck I, I it don't, up. Right. I'm not, nothing set in stone quite yet, but I am excited about it because it is in the realm of uh, mental health, which is oh. something I've expressed in this podcast that I wanted to um, invest more of my time into. And yeah. Um, yeah, you know, my friend referred me to this opportunity and it's exciting because especially like in these times where work is crazy and hard to come by, I've managed to be able to find someone who can like potentially provide this awesome opportunity for me, especially in this thing that I am interested in, which is like, I feel like I've hit a jackpot in some way. That's amazing. Congrats. Yeah. So overall, that's how I'm feeling. Feeling, you know, feeling good. And basically, I'm, but I'm the most excited about just being able to see my friends again and like, you know, go on dates and feel like I'm living some form of normalcy that has been so absent in the months prior. Yeah. You're hungry for conversations. I'm hungry for dick. <laughs> <laughs> We're both just struggling. <laughs> I'm hungry for dick conversations. All my conversations are not good. Are interesting. They're just like with children, people I gave birth to. You know how boring that is? It's so boring. People I gave birth to. So I love boring. that description for your kids. People, the, I just have conversations with the people I gave birth to and they suck. It's, it's so, oh God. yeah, it's, it's not, it's not good. I need more compliments. They are I need boring. more, yeah, they, they need to be better. They need to step up their game. We've got some time here. You know me. Well, day. I'm, I'm sure. I hope young me and I can provide that for you. Oh. But in any case, that's how I'm <laughs> feeling, young me. I'm feeling pretty good. Great. Uh, Mona, Mona, how are you feeling? Uh, you know, I'm feeling all right. I feel I feel pretty good. You know, I've been making a lot of progress with my, um, I launched a business. Um, Ooh, yeah, congratulations. Yeah, as a mompreneur. Awesome. Um, it's called Animal Crossing. And it's what I tell my kids. It's like, uh, I'm going to be use the switch for my business. It's my, <laughs> my island. <laughs> On Animal Crossing, oh, okay, is what oh, I call. So when you, so when you mean business, you're saying that you fully have a Nintendo Switch addiction. Yeah, it's and my you're island. Animal Crossing. Uh, the I, uh, the villagers need me, and 
I need to build things for them. I owe a lot of money to Tom Nook, so I had to pay my debt. I have to get a job in there, get some passive income. Um, Brian, this is this is serious, Brian. This is serious. Don't make fun of Mona's career. I'm making fun of Mona's virtual business. Uh, and I'm realizing that there is a fire in her eyes right now, and I'm all for it. I am a boss babe, a mompreneur. I make my own hours. <laughs> and I feel pretty good about Maryland. So, you know, yeah, it's so funny. So, like, when you go on the Switch or you look at someone's profile, it says how many hours they've played. And then my yeah. kids looked at it. They're like, you've played more than 280 hours. And I was like, yeah. Is that a lot? That is a lot since I just got it last month. So, okay. oh. and there's 24 know. hours in I a day. I don't know. Yeah, it's so always been around me. Last month. I don't even know how the math adds up there. It's like a little more than 10 days. Straight. <laughs> 10 no days sleep. straight. No 30, sleep. And there's, there are 31 days in a month and you've played over 10 days straight. I, yeah. It's that like Lady Gaga <laughs> clip. Impressive. Yeah. You, like when Lady Gaga was saying like, bus, plane, airplane, no sleep. And it's just me. It's just like island, build, no sleep. You know. Oh my God. Did you, you take so it seriously? Yeah. Did you play Nintendo Switch before the quarantine? No, no. Nintendo Switch okay. was a purchase for my kids. Like after I got divorced, it was like, like, hey guys, mommy still loves you more than your dad, <laughs> and here's a Switch. <laughs> uh, and then, then everyone started playing it during quarantine, and I didn't understand it. Like I was just like, oh, that seems interesting, whatever. But then, um, and then one of my children is walking behind me uh, without a shirt. And I saw that. And then, uh, yeah, I, I just started playing it last month and I was like, oh, I get it. And now I found like this whole group of other moms who we just like devote all our time and we give each other things. So it's like, I like it. What? I like that there's this nice. network oh. of nice people who are like, oh, you need whatever, you know, fruit, gold, all this stuff. You know, we have like a black market trading. You know, it's it's pretty good. Works for me. You know, I never played uh, Animal Crossing but it seems like from an for an outsider, it seems like it's gotten really popular in quarantine mm -hmm. because there is like a Sims like aspect to it where it is virtual life and it's mm. a, it's like a refuge to the tough reality of quarantine where yes. you can kind of like that escape, makes sense yeah you know it's a, it is such yeah. a, an escape you know and the villagers will ask you like oh do you have a nickname and i called myself sugar tits so every time the villagers <laughs> come to me they're like hey sugar tits you like um that's so it's amazing. pretty so you can like customize it you can do all the kind of stuff but yeah that's that's been uh, a large part of of kind of my no no new dick in my life just one my, my husband um <laughs> that's it and tom nook that's i guess exciting he's asexual i don't know so He's the one who you go to him and you buy things from him, and he's the one who's like the leader of the See, island. We have no, we have no idea what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, so I, I just like, said, "What is that? Who is that?" Okay, but so oh, so you're saying that not for a second? I thought you said your husband is asexual. No, but now I just realized <laughs> Tom, no, so somebody in the animal. Your crossing. Animal, crossing animal Crossing is asexual. <laughs> it's good, you know. It's the kind of relationship you want. Someone who gives you things doesn't ask you anything from you, physically. Yeah, good. totally. I mean. Wait, Brian, is Mona the first guest we've had on that's a mom? No, Asa. Asa is a mom. Asa is also a mom. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Well, I love... Well, I think you're the first person that's been divorced. Oh. Is that true? All right. Because I'm also divorced. Uh, I think the only other mom has been Asa Akira. And 
she's still married so yes this would make yeah sweet wow, con- con- love congratulations it. mona you are Here, the look first first you are ethnic the first divorced <laughs> chamorro mom on the feeling asian podcast <laughs> nice <laughs> you know what i like to start strong set the bar high it's amazing um, oh that's great so okay so i so i wanted to get to you know talking about you know saipan yeah. and you being chamorro because um, like I mentioned briefly in the beginning of the episode, and I'm sure because you live in the States, right? Yes. Do you live in Seattle? I live in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like as somebody that lives in the States, mm-hmm. I feel like you and I are like, I, I don't even think I have any friends today that live around me that are from Saipan. Mm-hmm. And so it's like an experience that I never really get to talk about, but like nobody knows about Saipan and you know, for me, it's complicated because I'm not actually like somebody that's like, you know, originally from mm-hmm. Saipan. Mm-hmm. But like, I can't imagine what it's like for you also being tomorrow and having to explain all that. Um, I don't know how you feel about this, but the weird thing about being a Pacific Islander mm-hmm. in America mm-hmm. is that you're always kind of grouped into the Asian Pacific Islander group. Oh, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. With the rest of Asia. Mm-hmm. And so... AAPI. Yeah, right. which A-A-P-I. I don't, you know, obviously... Yeah. Obviously, that's, you know, I'm not sure how you feel about that. But, like, we ask all of our guests on the show, how Asian are you? Mm-hmm. So, if, so can, like, what is your answer to that question? How Asian are you? Oh, zero percent. I would, yeah. Zero percent. Yeah, I don't identify oh, as Asian. Oh, interesting. At mm. all. Oh, wow. At all. Whoa. Yeah. No. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Can but don't I look Islander like it? Don't I look, yeah, no, I totally look like whatever Asian someone Oh, okay. Um, like whatever Asian someone jerks off to. Um, <laughs> I have to say that because there are kids around. Your son's being- <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 It's like whatever category of of porn they have there. Usually, people think I'm I'm that type of Asian or whatever restaurant you know that they're hungry or like ethnicity. Uh, they're like, oh, I think I'm that because I don't look like I don't look like a typical Pacific Islander. I mean, and I've yeah. I've never felt. Asian like like growing up you know I grew up in a very like strong Chamorro household um Mm -hmm. my parents spoke Chamorro around me I don't speak it fluently but um you know it was always around me so that was always an influence it wasn't anything anything else you know growing up on Saipan because you grew up in the shadow of you know World War II where there is and there is Mm -hmm. you know a lot of tourism that's based in Asia there and also going to you know a very diverse school like we did you know, so yeah. there were always influences around me, but I never connected to it like that. Like I never took that as my identity. Um, Whoa! Yeah, so I, there were so many East Asian people in the school. Mona and I went to the same grade school. Um, yeah. Up up to the eighth grade, but we were in different classes. But there were like a lot of East Asians in that school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and we and were definitely a- like felt different than you know what I mean. Like oh, yeah. we weren't grouped right. together at, at that point. So right. But I I have a question. So I will admit I didn't know anything about Chamorro people. Mm-hmm. I barely knew anything about Saipan mm-hmm. or the Micronesian Islands mm-hmm. at all mm-hmm. because you know I'm Korean and that's just something that I, you know, I, it's just ignorance on my part. Now when I read about Saipan, you're Chamorro, so that you're indigenous mm-hmm. to uh, the Micronesian Islands, yes. and 
is there like you said young me there's like there's like asian people who uh you know for whatever reason immigrated to the micronesian islands so there's a lot of asian Uh people at your school but then there's also chamorro people Mm -hmm. is there like any just like racism or are there any like like is does that exist between asian people and like chamorros in saipan are you asking if racism against I mean, between different races exists on Saipan. Yeah, there is. Right? Yeah. Of course. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't know. Like, yeah. I don't understand, like, what's, like, what, oh, yeah. how, what's how, the how, what are the dynamics? Okay. Yeah, what's the dynamic? What is I'm the sorry, that's like a dynamic? really. Oh, well, I mean, so, like, if I equate it with, like, humor, right? Like, so there was a lot of, like, racist jokes that just were just flying everywhere. I mean, in my family, you know what I mean? And it's just, like, mm-hmm. uh, against, like, yeah, against Asian people or, you know, and... And some of it is making fun of identity and just the nuances and the way people speak, you know. So they'll say, like, how does so-and-so mm-hmm. say, you know, this word or something? So, I mean, there's that. But also there's, like, the – and this is not, like, un- unique to Saipan, but, like, the idea of colorism is huge there, you mm-hmm. know. So it's just, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, you go into any store, it's the same thing that you go, like – you'll see a lot of whitening creams and soaps and mm. that kind of stuff that it still promotes, like within Asian cultures too, like you know, yeah. the idea that you weren't dark, um, you're fair, you're all this kind of stuff. And even like in Chamorro culture too, like the idea of like being whiter or like, oh, you're mm. okay because you're white or something um, right. was oh. always evident. And so it, for me, it made me feel different because my family is very brown. Like my mom is you know, what you would think of as an islander, my, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's me, this like white little baby that looks like someone's mm-hmm. exchange student. Um, and yeah, so there there is all of that stuff. And I didn't really realize that, I think, until I left Saipan, where I was like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's, you know, when you're out of it. And like, you can see it from a different, right. like, some distance. I was like, oh, yeah, that was really yeah. messed up. Because you're very, like, light, mm-hmm. did you... Mm-hmm. Did you like experience? Because for me uh, personally, you know, obviously I'm like fair skin, but mm-hmm. because my family, I, I never like had to like grapple with that growing mm-hmm. up because it just never came up because there's like not really part of my family. My mom is actually very dark for a Korean person. So she would, people would like be really mean to her, mm-hmm. Korean people and like, mm, yeah. um, and stuff like that. But like, yeah, it's it's hard to like think, look back on that. I feel like that's like very impressive that you could see that privilege. Mm-hmm. Um, can I ask you ethnically? Are yeah. you one hundred percent tomorrow? I would say yes. There hasn't been. I haven't done any DNA tests because I'm scared that it wouldn't oh. come across. It wouldn't. Well, I would feel like it would be more of like a because like we've been colonized so much. So that's really what yeah. I know. That's why, yeah. right? Like. It's because we've been colonized, like, by Spaniards, by Germans. Um, and I know that that would probably be in there. And so I'm scared of being coming, mm-hmm. like, European and then being a white woman. Do you know how terrifying that would be? <laughs> that if I took 23 and me and it's just, like, you're really half white woman. And then I'm like, no. My whole life. No. No. Also, can I speak to the manager? I don't want. Yeah. Then I'm like, release the Karen. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I, that, yeah, so I identify as Chamorro 100%, my, both my mom and dad, and they're, you know, and I've asked them, like, has there been just, like, a little bit, someone in there that would, but I haven't received any real answers on that. Also, I want to note something really quick, because I just remember when we were growing up, Mm -hmm. and, like, tell me if this is, like, 
if you if this is an accurate memory like because brian was asking about the racism mm-hmm. and like the racial yeah. you know like wherever you go there's like a racial like hierarchy yeah. whether people people say it or not mm-hmm. right. um but i feel like on saipan chamorros were like top mm-hmm. like that was what you wanted to be and i feel like there i had a lot of like korean friends that would like pretend that they were chamorro oh and okay released cool. do you remember this uh, do you remember yeah. any of this i remember like they would that. get really tan yeah and then they would they would like put on a really thick chamorro accent sure yeah and i'm Whoa. like i'm like okay kyung me <laughs> calm down you're not you're chamorro <laughs> kyung me <laughs> your last name is not camacho it's park <laughs> I know uh, your mom. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that. Do you that. remember that? I, I saw some of that too. Yeah. 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 It was just like, like you whoa. wanted to blend in. the number. Yeah. And also, yeah. I don't know if this is accurate, but like the number, the population, the tomorrow population is very small. It is. Is uh-huh. that right? Yeah. It's, it's like, small. it's kind of, it sort of got overwhelmed by, I think the majority of Saipan even now is like foreigners mm-hmm. or other mm-hmm. racial groups. Mm-hmm. And I remember people were like really I, I know like fully like five full-blown Korean people that pretended to be Jamal. Oh, I love it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, coming over to my house, so my mom would love it. I was it. like, stop. Yeah. <laughs> stop appropriating Chamorro culture, Chungmi. They okay. were fully appropriating. <laughs> nice. And sometimes That's I know hilarious. like I follow them on Instagram and they like all marry Chamorro people. And oh, okay. Like, yeah. Tell- yeah. Are you telling people that you're not Chamorro? I feel like they're yeah. still fake, living a lie. <laughs> They married in. Wow. Yeah. You know, Mona, I'm still surprised Mm -hmm. when you answered just full, you just full stop answered the question. You don't, you don't feel Asian at all. all. You are distinctly Pacific Islander. Mm -hmm. Again, it's just ignorance on my Mm -hmm. part because in America, we're just inundated with so much. Like when we talk about representation, Mm -hmm. we always clump it together. Mm -hmm. We think... Asian American mm-hmm. Pacific Islander representation. Right. Yeah. Now, I mean, imagine it could—it must be frustrating for you because it's—it uh, dilutes like the richness of your cultural history, and it's kind of like just p- painting a really broad brushstroke. Sure. Especially for a lot of Asians, because that's how we sort of—we're just like that's how we're taught in American media. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Like you pass—you also pass mm-hmm. as very Asian, mm-hmm. like you said, and yeah. Do you find yourself, like, is it frustrating for you? Do you find yourself having to, like, explain a lot to, like, Americans? Or is it just a sense of, like, what fucking whatever? Like, you're too, you're gonna not even going to understand the differences anyway. Yeah, I do make, like, a really quick, so, like, I racially profile people where I'm going to give them the time to actually explain. Because, like, in comedy, I'm always, like, either introduced as, like, an Asian comic or something like that. And they right. don't think of, they're like, oh, I thought you were Asian. I'm like, how did you think that? I've, have you not heard? Anything that I just said on stage where I always said I'm a Pacific yeah. Islander um, or, you know, and I don't think I think I've gotten to a rhythm of like, OK, I will explain. And I use comedy as my platform to really s- separate myself from like I'm talking about an Islander experience. I'm not talking about there are some y- threads that I think echo, you know, when when you are a non-white person, you know, like have like your parent, like having to speak for your parents or you know, feeling different in however. Right. But mm-hmm. um, I haven't really been, it's been a long time since I've, I felt frustrated. Um, I just okay. feel like the more I speak about being a Pacific Islander, like, and kind of being like, yeah, I understand that you're, you think that I'm Asian, but I'm not. And that's just it. Um, 
and I performed like in so one of my friends Jenny Yang who's a comic in LA she has she oh, had yeah. yeah she had a long standing tour called Disoriented Comedy um mm-hmm. for mainly Asian and um you know Asian identifying women um people and um and I was one of them and she was very clear and, and clear with her like you know I'm here as a Pacific Islander so she would say like and we also have a Pacific Islander so you know and okay. I've always felt like those are the spaces I want to be in so it's not like you yeah. know I go in and where I'm like, I'm not Asian, but I'm like, I just want to be here because this, the space that I feel like a lot of Asian comics have curated is the kind of space that I want to be in. Um, Yeah. It's just, you know, it's cool. Yeah. Because even though you're not Asian, it's like a space that's meant for people who might not have as much representation and like there's a, there's room for. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so it, there, I don't feel like I'm lumped. Even when I'm on an all Asian, you know, lineup or whatever, I don't feel like I'm lumped in anyway. Yeah, it just hasn't had that, yeah. that experience. So, but no, I don't feel yeah, Asian. So good for you. Oh. <laughs> I'm proud of you. <laughs> so proud of you, Mona. Stand up, stand up for yourself. Yeah, and also it's, it is like culturally so different. I also wonder. I I don't know if maybe somebody, one of our listeners, know this. I wonder what the history of that whole thing is. Why did Pacific Islander get lumped in with Asians in America? Mm-hmm. Yeah, does, any, I, does anyone do either of you know the answer to that? Yeah, I, I would have. I don't I know. Weird. My guess, my guess is just the way we pass, yeah, like, mm, appearance wise. Yeah. So it just becomes an easy way to group people together. Sure. What yeah. direction did we travel from? We're all coming from like the same area of the world, and then they're like, "Oh, you right. guys are all you're all over." The-. Like when I've whenever I had to say like where Siphon is, and the minute I say like, "Well, imagine where Japan is," and then they don't unlock that from their memory even though i'm just saying like do you know earth um that's (laughs) where that is you know or something Um, like that they yeah i've had people just i've explained many times and they still think that i'm like japanese or however do i always get you know what i get a lot they think that i said taipei if i say saipan they're like oh yeah taipei (laughs) i know where that is oh yeah Uh uh-huh i think think that yeah, yeah. I think the hard thing is like when you tell somebody where you're from and it's something that they don't know, mm-hmm. it, it there's like this ego thing that happens mm-hmm. where they don't want to not know because right. that makes them feel stupid. Right. So they have to make it about something that they know. Mm-hmm. They have to make it in their brain. It's Japan mm-hmm. or it's Taipei, mm-hmm. right? Right. And it's just like, dude, it's okay that you don't know where it is. Yeah. A lot of people don't know where that is. No. You know, like it's like if somebody said I'm from Azerbaijan or something, I'm like, I don't really know anything about that, but cool. Right. I'm glad, right. you know, I'm happy to meet you. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be about what you know or don't know. Yeah. But um, I'm curious, Mona, yeah. is there something in popular media in the way like Asian culture is presented mm-hmm. that it does not resonate with you at all whatsoever as a Pacific Islander. Oh. And like for you that marks like, oh yeah, this, this means I'm, I'm not Asian in this way at all. Oh, I don't, you know, I don't, that's such an interesting question. I, is there something that I see in Asian media that I'm like, I don't feel represented in this. Oh, like stereotypes. There's like certain stereotypes, like certain, and sure. Some of them are true. You know, maybe there's like, an emphasis on family in Asian cultures, like right. filial piety yeah, yeah, yeah. or like having yeah, yeah, strict yeah. parents or a focus on education. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and the way that you were raised in the Pacific Islands, it's like, oh, this is not, I don't find this relatable at all. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I, I would say I find a lot of it relatable, but still different. Mm. You know yeah. what I mean? I fi- like okay. watching Fresh Off the Boat was such a, 
like I loved that their grandma lived with them because I felt like that's I understood that our grandma lived with us like forever. So I I like that one. It is just it's just a different thing. I think the emphasis on Catholic religion that um, and Catholicism is a big one that I didn't see Mm. as strongly in those Mm. those shows. Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. things like um, the idea of navigation and like being connected to the sea. I mean, you know, they wouldn't be in those kind of shows either. But even though that's where a, a lot of us, you know, we have a lot of connection and, you know, arts that are based on weaving and based on, you know, being connected to whatever's around you. And so I didn't see that um, in the shows that I was mm. watching. And really, the only time I've ever seen real, like, Pacific Islanders on TV is, like, Dog the Bounty Hunter. And that's really fucked up. So uh, <laughs> and they're like, oh, do you know what a Samoan looks like? Yeah, they were arrested on the show. Dog the Wait, Bounty Hunter. Do- Oh my you god. Know, oh, you mean the people that were getting arrested? Yeah, the people getting arrested actually. on Dog the Bounty Hunter. It's like the only time I've seen any so Pacific horrible. Islander on Also Dog, yeah. And no, not even Lost. The show had Pacific Islanders on it and they were on a Pacific There's Island. There's a Korean on Lost. <laughs> I know I Jin. love it. Daniel Day and Kim. He, yeah. And he was pretending to be tomorrow. <laughs> right. He, he, he had that deep tan. tan. He had that good tan. When you said dog the bounty hunter, I thought you meant actually the person dog the bounty oh. hunter. And I was like, oh, oh I was like, oh, I don't I don't think he's <laughs> No. I think he's white. I think he just has a very like deep tan yeah. and a mullet. Um <laughs> I'm just like so fascinated yeah, by all of this and I read I read online that in Chamorro culture, mm-hmm. this, uh, you know, this source could be completely wrong. It said that the family structures are unique in that they are like matrilineal. So like the mothers have more power, mm-hmm. like the Ooh. power structures run through the mothers. And they said that like uncles. So like the brothers of the moms mm-hmm. have more. They're like a larger family figure mm-hmm. than like the biological dad. I'm sure that could happen. Uh, I don't know a lot. Okay, so it's I mean, not. Yeah. So it's not. No, okay, thing. so I, where, I will where be. Where did Brian read this? Tomorrow dot dot L or something. Tomorrow deepfake dot net dot net slash. No, it's real. The dark web. Uh, you know that that is true. I feel like because you're just so close anyway. Like that's the other thing. It's just like you live so close with your family. It's very common right. for your family to come in. I mean, when I was here and like single and dating like white people, I was like, why don't you ever talk to your family? And it was so weird to see that where they like never speak to each other or they live so far away and they still don't connect. Um, Mm. I like, Brian, that you brought up like reading something online because I remember I went on a date with a guy who had read something about Saipan and then the way he said, he's like, so when you see your like reading um, Guelu and Guela, which is like <laughs> grandma and grandpa, which we ne- but we never say my Guelu and Guela. That's like so oh. formal. Um, I was like, you know, I appreciated it in that. I was like, okay, you did read up something um, on the date. Like I was like, okay, but uh, we're all yeah. It was it was different. Oh God. Um, so I'm. Wow. So you're in other words, I am that overconfident, idiotic white guy. I like that you asked now. though. That's yeah, the thing. I like so, that you you asked if that was You know, as everyone knows in tomorrow <laughs> families, the the uncles have more of <laughs> Was your uncle your dad? Brian, you're really <laughs> Brian, you really came in hot with that internet fact that you 
No, I, I was just, It uh, is true though. I, like I, my I, I was I, I mean I was more I I'm curious, but I was also interested in like if there is truth to the the mother the, yeah. the, the power structures running through the moms because I feel like in East Asia like in Korea all the power lies in the dad. It's like Dads. very patrilineal. We want a but son. That's you know, like yeah, yeah. But you know what's interesting in Korea? There's you know there's an island like in the very southern tip of Korea called Jeju-do, mm-hmm. and I lived there for a little bit. And yes. on that island, the society is matriarchal. So I feel there's like maybe yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm just I just uh, maybe it's I'm, an island. With yeah. Two two facts. I'm gonna come to the conclusion that island that's, cultures are all matriarchal. That's right. We're anthropologists I decided. now. <laughs> yeah, we I, I cracked the code every. <laughs> um, oh, that's interesting. Oh, you know, I just want to mention really quick the thing that you said about the sea mm-hmm. and being tied to mm-hmm. nature and, you know, like understanding that and having pride in that. I always respected and really looked up to, you know, Chamorros and just Pacific Islanders in general for their for their amazing like cultural talent in that and i feel like that's just something that i remember watching a lot of like documentaries yeah. about like the carolinians yeah. and stuff like that when i lived in saipan and then like all of their like they're so skilled in that like way more advanced than like european colonizers because right. they were using tools <laughs> and then like pacific islanders were just using their bodies you yeah. know like they didn't need like yeah bone spears or, um, they we need yeah they yeah. they used all that like ancient chamorros and also like the the way our culture is set up a lot of like the folklore is tied to you know so for example so we have like the idea of our ancestors called the tautamona so it's like the people mm-hmm. of the land and mm. um the thing is if you're in the boonies in the jungle and you need to pee you're supposed to ask permission like can i pee here and if you don't <laughs> you're supposed to you're supposed to permission like i'm going to pee here and if you don't then sometimes you either get sick or like you know, the idea is like, oh, you got sick because you, you know, disturbed the Tautamona, you know, like the spirits wow. or something. And oh. even though if you don't believe in ghosts yeah. or whatever, I love the, that we grew up I with do. that charm of yeah. like. I love that. You know, so it's that kind of stuff is like you have a real respect from the beginning um, of the land that you live on. And that land is so, you know, important. And it's not just like the city that you're moving out of or whatever. I don't whenever I've yeah. lived here, I've never seen anyone connect to like. Tacoma, Washington, the way that I connect to Saipan, you know, like, who, who cares? I love yeah. Tacoma. It's, I, like, it's I, not the same. Yeah. I love, I love and respect all cultures. I feel like there, I mean, this, this definitely is part of a lot of East Asian culture too, but I love and respect all cultures that have that respect for nature mm-hmm. and the understanding of our place uh, versus cultures that are like theological, mm-hmm. like based on a fake man yeah. in the sky yeah. or something like that. Right. Like mm-hmm. I, I really do respect more like that sort of like pagan mm-hmm. culture. Oh, and I haven't heard the the word Tatumona in so long. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like brought brought back like flashbacks. So that's so cool. Um, I I just want to like because I know I remember in your email you said you wanted to talk about our school yes and i just want to make sure we get to that because you you said specifically that you wanted to discuss it do you want to just like introduce people to like what kind of school we went to yeah we went sort you want to talk about we went to a small private protestant school that Mm -hmm. uh was built in like the 70s or something so it's been a you know a few decades of that but a few decades of like importing white people from iowa to come teach like kids of all colors you know what i mean so yeah. right. it's so I grew up with a very white supremacist, you know, 
yes. teachers who were very surprised if we read well or if we wrote well or whatever. They're like, oh, you did that? Or, you know, I mean, I remember I had one teacher say, thinking that I cheated because he didn't believe that I could write so well. So it's like all this type of stuff that I realize now as like, you know, super problematic. Um, yeah. Having white people come in with no knowledge of where they where they are and then just thinking that mm-hmm. they're going to have like an island vacation. So then they're already mm-hmm. feeling separate from the place that, where they're living because they think that, you know, it's like this. It's not a home. It's just like a transient place for them. And mm-hmm. bringing all these ideals like from, you know, from this, you know, the United States and bringing them there. So I had a lot of problems like white people and not trusting white, the white women that were teaching us. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. They, there was a palpable dislike for us as the students mm-hmm. from what? the white. Yeah. Cause they were just like, they saw us in this like racist way. Absolutely. Like we were just wildlings or whatever. Yeah. Right. Um, and I, Oh, you know, I remember that specifically that would happen a lot. Like if I wrote something, I would be accused of stealing yeah. it or and, like they just, That's it just crazy. It didn't occur to them that we were like, we could do things. Yeah. You know I mean? right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I had a lot of that. And even moving here is still having to overcome that because I was from there. You know, they were like, mm, oh, mm-hmm. wow, you speak so well or however, you know, it's all this yeah. like racist yeah. bullshit stuff. So, you know, that school was very small, which my parents really liked. But at the same time, I I mean, I didn't have a choice. Like I was just there. So the right. parochial yeah. schools on Saipan, which there are a lot of, you know, are yeah. very religious. So you're taught like white Protestant stuff. So when people talk about evangelicals, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember, you know, I don't even remember the group that would come in called White Wham. Um, oh youth God. with a mission, YWAM would come to our <laughs> YWAM. YWAM. Uh, okay, so here's I remember this funny story. So they so youth with a mission was like groups all over the world that they would travel and they would like proselytize, right? But they and they would have mm-hmm. song and dance and stuff. They came to Saipan. They came to our school, and one group was from America, and so we were like, oh wow. But there was um, uh, they were all introducing themselves, and one guy was like, hi, my name is John. I'm uh from LA, and I'm Korean. And like there was mm-hmm. so much laughter because we're like, we've never heard that. <laughs> no, Koreans are from Seoul. Like, no, no, because no. all the Koreans we knew. <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. Like all the Koreans we knew from our school were from, you know, Korea. They were not. We didn't have we didn't, right. had no idea what life in America was like for anyone, anyone outside yeah. of. So, so I remember he, I felt bad for him because he was just like, why is everyone laughing? Because <laughs> we were like, we've never heard of that. And um, I really wish I could have reached out to him and say, like, okay, we just don't know because we're dumb in our own way um, that we didn't know that there were Koreans in L.A. So, yeah. We didn't know that Koreans were not tomorrow's. Yeah. We're like, we, don't, we didn't know that. Sorry, John. Sorry we laughed at you. It's, a, it's okay. Uh-huh. I didn't even know about tomorrow people until two weeks ago yeah so i am also dumb in my other in my own way yeah too. <laughs> so it's just like all these different things about growing up and and you know what like the teachers yeah were were pretty shitty but like growing up i am very thankful for growing up around so many different cultures because we all yeah you know one thing that we loved doing was teaching each other bad words um in yes, all of our native yeah, languages yeah. so that was <laughs> yeah i have to say i have like very fond memories of that school uh-huh. because i had a very hard like i always talk about this but i've ha- I had a very hard family life and like f- school was where i went to like be safe mm-hmm. and it was like my refuge from my horrible family but 
I, you know, when you were emailing me about that, I was like thinking about it. And I was like, the reason that I liked the school was because um, I really got along with all my classmates mm-hmm. and it was like a community. It was like 20 kids. It, it just felt like a big family. Yeah. And we like were together for so many years. Right. It mm-hmm. was just like going to school with 20 of my siblings or something. Yeah. It felt like that, you know, but when you were emailing about that, then it got me thinking about the actual teachers and I was like, Oh no, the teachers fucking suck. Oh yeah. They fucking suck. Horrible. Oh yeah. Oh, it was God. super white supremacy. They were all your, like, like you said, very randomly specifically from Iowa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I learned a lot about is, Iowa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now I awkwardly know so much about Iowa. Um, but our, but, our school was yeah. on a beach. That's one thing I loved it so about nice. it. It was so, I mean, yeah, I oh, that. it was on That's a so beach. so awesome. And yeah, we would come home and dump sand out of our shoes, like just pour yeah. it out. What? Yeah, we just would come home with like. Yeah, you just dump all this like sand out of your shoe because that's where our, we played on. Like, um, yeah, yeah. So that was a unique yeah. experience. I think that you know, I I don't see that here. That yeah. sounds so crazy. But the funny thing about that is, I you know, I went to a high school that was in a very very beautiful place, objectively, but just because we were kids and unappreciative of our surroundings, we still found a way to like bitch about things. Mm-hmm. And I imagine. It must have been similar in in Saipan. Because <laughs> you're like on a, I just think it's funny because you're on like a beautiful beach and you're probably just like <laughs> bullying each other and just like complaining about life shit. Yeah. yeah. Brian, remember when, when we were doing the Instagram live though and you were talking about your school and a bunch yeah. of people like... Chi- so we did an Instagram live. Brian, apparently he went to like a private high school yeah. and all these like POCs that went there started like a Facebook group about how racist it was. Oh, sure. And yeah. then every everybody in our instagram live was like because they're mostly asian they're right. all like commenting like crazy about how they all had the same experience mm-hmm. so i think that yeah. you know like mona like what you're talking about and what brian was talking about is that like a lot of people that are like poc even if you're like east asian mm-hmm. which is like the acceptable poc in america you, we have like just during our school careers like face so much racism and shitty white supremacist yeah. ideology right yeah absolutely but like similar to you it's mona painful. it wasn't until years later mm-hmm. when i reflected back on my experience is when i realized oh that's why some of this stuff didn't <laughs> sit well with me because right. that was just yeah. racism yeah, that was just but at the time i didn't yeah at the time i just didn't have the education or the tools to really process what was happening to me so i would just like brush it aside or kind of just repress it right yeah i have memories still of things that the teacher said to me like i'll remember something i'll be like man that was fucked up that was really fucked up yeah yeah Yeah. right (laughs) um (laughs) anyways mona thanks for wow yeah thanks so much for sharing about your experiences in saipan i feel like i kind of have a definitely have a better grasp of what you mean by island culture (laughs) because it sounds fucking great. Oh, thanks. And, yeah, it is. <laughs> um, before, you know, we like to ask this last question to our guests, and that is, what is something that you're proud of? Oh, what am I proud of? I'm proud of of doing comedy as long as I have when I was more active doing it before all of this. I am proud of, like, being able, you know, I started in, like, 2000. 11, 2012, and since mm-hmm. then I feel like I have shared my story and also mm-hmm. it let other people know where Saipan is. There have been so many people that have come up to me and said, or texted me and said like, oh, hey, I saw a tomorrow like bumper sticker and I thought of you. And Aww. I was like, oh, okay, so oh, it's not like great. a, you know, people, it's not a passing thing. I feel like I've been able to, 
to let people know in the ways that I have um, and also stay connected, you know, physically, I'm not there, you know, and so now like through comedy and being able to tell my story and tell the story and the jokes uh, about being a mom and all that stuff. Um, I've been able to stay connected Yay. to a place that where I call home, you know, I've lived here longer than I ever lived on Saipan, but I still feel like that's my my first and my forever home. So yeah, I think mm. I'm really proud of that. I'm proud that you're the world's only female Chamorro stand-up comedian. Yeah, and I'm, I'm very <laughs> really proud. And I'm glad it's you. <laughs> so I remember, okay, I just want to say this really quick. I remember when we were kids, I remember you were very distinctly very funny. Oh. You were like the funniest person in school. Thanks. Yeah. And everyone knew that. Like, I wasn't even in your class, and I knew, oh. like, oh, that's Mona. That's the funniest person <laughs> on Saipan. <laughs> that's right. That's no, because I don't, yeah, because I think, you know, obviously, if you didn't go to school with Mona, you wouldn't know this. Like, you were the funniest oh, person, thanks. like, on the island, and that was, like, your, like, reputation. Yeah, I had really nothing yeah. else. So, I was just like, don't forget me. That's I'm amazing. I so excited, and I was so excited because I, got, I um, got your contact info from my former classmates, yeah. and they, when they said that, I was like, that name sounds oh. so familiar and then i remembered i was like oh my gosh she was like the funny oh, person thanks. and i remember yeah. you would talk back to teachers a oh lot. yeah i loved it i was just and like, like that was like and they would like let you do it because you were so funny and witty mm -hmm. i think <laughs> everyone everyone else was so scared we were like oh the white yeah. people and like you didn't give a shit you Sorry. just like talk here back it is to them, so also young me did you notice when we asked mona what are you proud of yeah zero hesitation most Asian you are guests, not Asian. Most, yeah, no. you are not. Most Asian guests are like, uh, uh, I hate this question. Uh, Mona, all confidence, Pacific yeah. Islander style. Yes, this is you what proved I'm proud it. Of. That was That's the proof. What's up. Pacific <laughs> Islanders are not Asian. You heard it here first. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, it was so great having. I'm so excited for this episode to come out so people know more about Saipan and tomorrow. Yes. Thanks yeah, for having me. I certainly learned a lot. So yeah. thank you so much yeah. for sharing where, your experience with us. Where can our listeners find you? Well, you can find me on the street corner. No, uh, you can find me. <laughs> um, well, I'm not performing. So uh, mm. you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. So my, the handle is Karida, K-I-R-I-D-A. And um, tomorrow means favorite girl. So I've kept that for as long oh. as I have. Yeah, so I also own the domain, so other people have tried to get it. I'm like, no, 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 honey, I have the .com. So I, I, am, <laughs> I am God's favorite. I am, that's <laughs> it. I am the favorite. He gave me I'm the website. Yeah. Your favorite girl, Krita. so you can fuck right off. <laughs> so All the way off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can find Yay. me there. Brian, how about you? Where can, we, where can our listeners find you online? You guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter at It's Brian Park. And what about you, young me? Um, you can find me at YM Mayor and also on the street corner. Yay. <laughs> yeah, we'll see each other there. Mona. I'll see you there. <laughs> see you in 20 minutes. See you. <laughs> All right, um, everyone, please remember, if you like our podcast, please rate us five stars and write a review on iTunes. Um, we really, really appreciate it. It really, really helps us out. Yeah, and you guys can follow the, the podcast Instagram at Feeling Asian Podcast. And we have Instagram lives every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And, yeah, thanks for listening. And we hope yep. you enjoy the rest of your week. Bye, guys. Bye.